This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hello and welcome to the Betting Weekly Extra Time Liga show brought to you in association with BetRevers, your hometown sports book. Steve Wiss, James Easton with me, Rob Daly, as uh, always. Uh, great to see you boys midway through the week, looking ahead to the next round of fixtures in France. How did we get on last week, Steve? Of course, that Leon Montpellier 5-4, which we'll get to, was great news for both of you. Yes. Um, good day to you, gentlemen. It was, uh, we just about squeezed that over in, didn't we? It was a tight one, but <laughs> uh, we just managed to get that one covered. It was a very good week for the show. Uh, both of us had uh, three out of four winners. I think the overall profit from last week's show was uh, close to four units of profit. And um, we are back now. Um, I'm just going to get the figures for you. Yeah, yeah. As we speak, Rob, and I think it's plus 28 unit. Yeah, plus 28.09 profit um and a a return on investment of 11.79%. So a much ne- much needed um show because we had been a little bit under par recently but we've pretty much gained everything back that we lost over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they went really well last week and obviously the Leon Montpellier game uh, stood out from a, a non-betting point of view and stood out because obviously we tipped over goals in that but Steve and I were chatting on WhatsApp during the games last week. We had been waiting for a big weekend, hadn't we, Steve? We, um, mm. As you've said, we'd have a few bad ones. So it was great to get back on track. And we've still got um, interest in the outright markets, which are obviously all coming to a head now as well. So I'm confident over the last four weekends that we can add to the current total of profit that we've got. My favourite thing, James, is checking if one of your player shot on target picks has come in and sort yes. of slugging my way through the stats pages until I get it. And when I saw um, Jeremy Dock, who did have a shot on target yes, um, he did. the other day, I was like, yes, get it. Exactly. I'm the Good same, Rob. James. Honestly, during the game, I press refresh <laughs> on the Opta performance stats page on the internet. I'm not watching about... <laughs> that. I'm, I'm watching the stats. <laughs> uh, every four minutes. And then Docu, yeah, Docu delivered for us last week. So, um, yeah, it's again, it's one of the advantages of the Bet Rivers markets that you have the chance to back these players yeah. in the shots on target market, which are not off- not offered by that many bookmakers. So yeah, if you're following the stats as assiduously as we do, you can find the occasional opportunity like that. James, you're like Billy Bean in Moneyball. I don't watch the games. <laughs> I just read the stats. You're on a treadmill. You're just exactly. you're just hitting that refresh button. Okay, well, just we look lo- at the numbers. You just like the numbers. All right, well, we've got loads yeah. of great picks uh, coming up uh, this week. A reminder, all the prices are available at the Bet Rivers website. First of all, we'll go back to you, James, because 
Uh, PSG Ajaxio uh, is one of your three picks uh, you want to get to this week. And I suppose, um, look, uh, team uh, top of the league against one of the worst teams uh, in Liga. But the Lionel Messi situation, because we spoke about it last week, listeners would have heard he was suspended by the club for going to Saudi Arabia uh, when he should have been training. And we explained the detailing of that. But he's back. So go into all of this and why it's affected your pick this week. Yes. So my pick is on PSG here. It's minus 2.25 on the Asian handicap at home to Ajaxio, which is available at minus 129. And quite a bit of this is down to the Lionel Messi situation, who, as you said, he was suspended um, by PSG for that trip to uh, Saudi Arabia. That situation has changed now because Messi put out his apology video last week, apologised to the club and to his teammates for going. That went down very well at PSG. It's been well received. And as a result of that, the suspension has been lifted. So Messi was back in training this week um, and we thought he was going to be suspended for this game. He's now available for this game. So Messi Mm. is available for selection. That obviously changes everything for PSG because you've gone from a team that didn't have Messi in it as we were looking ahead to this game this week to one that will have Messi in the side. And that is a factor, I think, in why PSG are my pick here to win with a minus 2.25 goal handicap. We know Messi's coming to the end of his time in Paris now, but I think he will be personally extremely motivated this weekend. He'll be looking to produce, I think, a big performance to put the entire suspension behind him. That only suggests that PSG will be on their game here. Alongside him, things have also changed a little bit for Kylian Mbappe. So a couple of weeks ago, we thought he was cruising towards the League One Golden Boot title, which is one he's very keen to have. That changed last weekend because Alexandra Lacazette scored four times for Lyon. Uh, Mbappe also scored last weekend, but he now finds himself tied at the top of the Golden Boot race with Lacazette on 24 goals. So what I think that means is that Mbappe will be extremely motivated this weekend as well. So that all feeds into the fact that I think we will see a big performance this weekend from PSG. Those two guys up front will be very keen uh, to, to play well and in the case of Mbappe to score goals. And that's why I was willing to back PSG here. Now, PSG to win by a big margin, which is what this selection is, it does actually go against the trend a little bit. Um, It's something we mentioned on the show before that since we came back after the World Cup, PSG haven't always beaten the handicap line. A lot of their wins have been by smaller margins than the market has suggested they would be. So there's no long-term statistical evidence to back this pick. It's more to do with this week and the frame of mind that I think those two guys up front will be in for PSG. And as we know, if they're on their game and they're fully motivated, PSG can beat almost anybody in this league by a big margin. Now, the Ajaxio side they're facing, well, if Ajaxio don't win this weekend, they're relegated. Now, we know Ajaxio are going down anyway, but I just cannot see a scenario where Ajaxio are able to put up the right sort of resistance here. Either they, you know, they 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 try to keep alive their their one percent chance of avoiding relegation and go for the win, which will just make it even easier for PSG to score. Or they may well find that their motivation drops during the game as as PSG run away with it. So 
I was willing to take PSG here on the handicap. As I say, there's no strong evidence over the last three or four months that PSG consistently win these games by big margins. But I think the situation with Messi and the situation with Mbappe suggests that this is a weekend to back PSG to play close to their potential and to get a big win. So that was my thinking on the game, Rob. And just on that pick again, it's PSG minus 2.25 on the Asian handicap, and it's available at minus 129. Yeah, I was looking at this game, and uh, initially I was actually thinking the opposite in terms of, I was hoping that there might be an Asian handicap plus three on a Jatsia when I initially look at the prices here, because they do actually tend to fight quite hard against PSG. I always remember a game several years ago, it was actually 2013, um, where Memo Ochoa had an unbelievable game in goal for Jatsio, um in Paris. It ended in a one-all draw. Um, he made save after save after save. And Ajaccio, I mean, for them, this is a cup final, isn't it? This is They know they're down. They'll give it everything. The problem I've got with Ajaccio is I just I just don't see how they score a goal in this game, you know? Um, there's a very good chance PSG win to nil. So that is already James's licking his lips there because even 2-0 he's not going to lose everything um you know 3-0 is the exact 3-0 score is very much in play or 4-0 and you know Mbappe is going to be looking for goals so it is actually quite difficult to argue against it now that Messi is back in the side I think Ajax here will I think they'll give it a go I think they'll fight hard but they're just so limited the quality they just you just never fancy him to score a goal do you uh, PSG beat Ajaxio 3-0 away from home back in October. Two for Mbappe, one for Messi. Might well see a repeat of that this weekend based on James' assessment of the game. Uh, let's go to our next pick, which is Monaco in fourth against Lille in fifth. One of the sexier fixtures in France uh, this weekend. Monaco coming into this after a win over Angers. Steve used to avoid Monaco like the plague. And now you seem like you can't help yourself. Yeah, I mean, there was a time recently where the only games I could win on were Monaco fixtures, Rob. <laughs> but for whatever reason, you're absolutely yeah. right. Any fixture down on the on the south coast there at the Stade Louis Deux is a sexy sort of fixture, isn't it? But um, yeah, this is this is intriguing because both sides they 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 still need the points. Monaco need to confirm themselves in fourth place, um, and Lille have got to be furious with themselves really for for losing against Rounds last week. That looked like a good chance for them to to get three points, and they didn't. The bet I've got for the game is actually a same-game parlay. So this is where you go to the Bet Rivers website or whatever book you're doing in the world, and um, it's a, it's a combine two selections in the same match. And the two selections I'm combining are over 2.5 goals, fairly straightforward, in addition to over two and a half Lille cards. Now, I, I looked at this game, and I, I like the Lille cards, and I like the, uh, the goal line as well. But the, the goal line itself is over three. So... You know, I would much rather have in my pocket the chance of exactly three goals being scored and I'm cashing fully on the pick. This The, the odds for this are plus 220, Rob, and this is only a half a unit stake, so I'm not going a full unit on this one. But the referee in charge is um, Benoit Bastiat, who now comfortably leads the yellow card table for referees this season. Jeremy Pinard, my man, is actually now down a fourth in the table. He's had a couple of... Pinard! Well, yeah, he's he's. On, I mean, man. a lot depends on your fixtures, though. What teams you're actually refereeing, Rob? That's the thing. And he's had some really tame teams recently. But Bastia tends to be really consistent the way that he keeps up his his cards. Mentioned before, Lille are the second most dirty team 
in in the league. Only Ajaccio are worse. Seventy yellow cards they've obtained this year, which is a pretty high figure. And um, this is a sort of game against Monaco where we're in a desperate situation where they need the points. Players will commit cynical fouls, and I think Lille have got a lot of players like that under the radar who are either not very good at tackling or they just they just know when to do a tactical foul and stop, you know, counter attacks. And, and Monaco have got enough players who you know will make it quite easy to be fouled upon. So um, I really like Lille themselves to be obtaining at least three cards from a referee who does like to dish out in general. In addition to the goals, two plays that I really like for the game, combine them together at plus 220 for this same game parlay. And I think it, it's worth half a unit. It should be end-to-end football. Monaco matches have been pretty good for goals recently. And, um, you know, Lille, the cards tend to flow. I wouldn't go the match cards, though, because Monaco sometimes just just never gets stuck in. So okay. that's why I'm combining this, yeah. Yeah, it's a huge game, this, isn't it, for both teams who are going for not just a place in Europe, but both looking to get the best possible place yeah. in Europe that they can. And interesting times at Monaco. After we did the podcast last week, Wissam Ben Yedda at Monaco found himself suspended from the Monaco match last week after missing a team meeting. So it was an internal suspension which was a very big call by Monaco to leave him out of their match last week given how important he is as a goal scorer for them but they sort of changed the team a little bit last weekend and they did manage to win uh, without Ben Yedda last weekend albeit against bottom club Andre so there's a few issues behind the scenes at Monaco at the moment um, but they did get the win and were obviously helped in their fight for a place in Europe by the fact that quite a few of the other teams going for a place in Europe lost last weekend so it's a, it's a massive game and um, a lot of pressure really on both sides, I think, after after how they've played in the last few weeks. OK, so that's uh, Steve's first pick of the show. Um, Jeremy Pinya, by the way, quickly on this one, gents. Well, I think we saw, have we seen the mic'd up refs and the ref explanations that they're doing in France? Because Jeremy yeah, Pinya did it really good side, one. didn't he? Yeah. Uh, what do you think to it? I mean, I'm obviously Brilliant. you, you uh, you're the biggest ref person I know. I, I I loved it. I think it's brilliant. We need to see more of this, certainly in and around the UK. And I said before, Jeremy Pignard is the next big ref coming out of France. You know, we might be talking about him in Kalina terms in the, in the next few years. I think he's a really, really good referee. He he, he gives the punishment when it's needed. Okay. Um, right, let's get to the next game. And you both have interest in this one. Lots of units actually on this two and a half total. One and a half for Steve. Uh, one for James. It is Ren versus Toir. James, I'm going to let Steve have the first words here because he wants to give Toir a right old kicking. A right old kicking. Are, are, are you ready, Rob? Because I'm absolutely going to unleash in the Toir here. Because <laughs> Am I going to have to I, cut stuff out? Is this going to be... This could be one of those because I, this is a serious <laughs> rant coming here from, from me on, on Toir. I mean, I honestly think as as a club as a whole, I think they're a bit of a disgrace, to be honest, the way that things have gone. This year, um, if we think back to the first half of the season where Bruno Erles, the controversial manager, don't get me wrong, I don't think he did a lot wrong. And I, they definitely should not have sacked him. Uh, results were good enough. Um, they had that good performance in Paris where they lost 4-3. And um, I, I thought it was a really harsh shacking. And the worst thing they did, they brought in Patrick Kisnorbo. It was just never going to work. I think this is one of the worst managerial hires I've ever known. At a club, it's now seventeen games without a win. It's been it's been awful, isn't it? That's it's just I just I just you know what? I'm actually really pleased that they're going down, Be- not just because we back them, 
but I, I just the way that they they run. Obviously, they're a city group club. They think it's just dead easy to bring in a manager from another one of their clubs, and it's going to work. It's not that simple. You've got to understand the cultures. You know, we said Kisnorbo. You couldn't speak a word of French before he came in. I'm sure that's a big factor. Um, whether or not we can judge Kisnorbo himself on this spell, I'm not sure. I think it's a little bit harsh on that. But I, from what I've seen, I don't think he's a particularly good manager. His tactics and subs are a bit weird, but. Anyway, I've got two picks for the game. I'm really unloading on this game. One and a half units I've got in total. The first pick is is over two and a half Ren goals at plus 107. And I'm also having a further unit, incredibly, on over four and a half Ren goals. Plus, <laughs> have, we, have we ever done that before? Over four and a half? Plus 650. Plus 650. Oh, because uh. I think there's a there's a, a chance that this could be an absolute shellacking, a, a real big beating. Um, I mean, I've just got some numbers for you here, Rob. In the last five games, the expected goals against for Troyes is fifteen point five five. In the last, sorry, in the last five, in the last five yeah. games, okay, yeah, and they yeah. conceded eleven goals in that period, so they're actually overachieved defensively, despite a horrendous run. In those five games, they have conceded one hundred and twenty shots, one hundred and twenty shots in five games. Which is absolutely ridiculous. I, mean, if I, I you're can't believe for it. them. It must just feel like your but goals you, being peppered every second. Yeah, but you watch how they play. Like the midfield is non-existent. You can run right right through them. They've been indebted to the goalkeeper recently to keeping the scoreline somewhat respectable. And I think Wren are going to have a field day here. They need the points to get in the top five. Goal difference is really close between them, Lille, and um, and Leon. So when they're not just going to stop at two nil. They're going to want to rack up the score. And I've I've seen teams before where you're in that bad run, you're going down, it culminates often in a massive beating somewhere. And this is prime, right for the real prime for the time for massive beating. Ren are the sort of team in recent years, they have dished out quite a few severe hammerings. You know, last year there was, uh, I think they had two, two six nils, a five nil. Already this season, eight times at home, they've scored three goals or more. So the, the over two and a half Ren goals pick looks really safe to me. And I think, like I say, it's worth having half a unit on over four and a half Ren goals. I think they could absolutely go berserk here. There's a chance of it. I really wouldn't be surprised to see this by being six or even seven. I wouldn't be shocked. It's just a question, do they take the chances? You know, do they keep their foot on the gas? So, yeah, I, I'm expecting a really big home win. Rob, I really am, and um, I, I do worry for Trois here. They, it could be one of those where they uh, they'll want the dogs being called off, but Renner just keep going. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with almost everything Steve has said there on Trois, Rob. The the most remarkable thing for me about the way that Trois have been managed this season, and I'm talking about managed by the City Group owners, is that it's impossible to see what they're trying to do. Yeah, sometimes you see a club and yeah, they might go down or they might not do as well as you expect on the pitch, but it's quite clear what the what the intentions were. With the change of manager that Trois um, had earlier in the season and bringing in Patrick Kisnorbo, it was impossible really to see what the point was. He's obviously a City Group manager. He'd been working at another City Group club before, so we know that bit. But why him to Trois now? That made absolutely no sense. And... Um, yeah, we called it when he got the appointment. We found it odd at the time. We then, at the first opportunity, backed Twa to go down. They they've been really, really poor. So it's it's very strange. You'd love to be a fly on the wall with the in one of the meetings where they sort of debrief this season and see if they've 
met their expectations just to see what those expectations actually were. Are you saying this in part as well, James, because they haven't removed him from the position that they've just left him there and the season's just flitted away in the end? Yeah, it's it's partly that it's it it was. I'd love to know why they appointed him in the first place. Like why him to Twire and not one of the other managers that they rate to Twire and why at the time that they did it, they did it when we broke for the World Cup at a point where Bruno Ilez, the manager they sacked, had actually done better in those first 15 matches than a lot of people thought he would. So the club as a whole was actually going in a pretty good direction. It was a very, very odd decision at the time and they must have had a bigger picture that made them feel it was the right thing to do for the manager and for the and for the club and for the city. The one thing it definitely wasn't right for is point did it seem like a good managerial change for the club? And I think that's where a lot of people will be aggrieved because there'll be a sense that the last thing that was thought about was Twas hopes of staying in League One. It was almost like that didn't matter, and that took second place to some sort of idea about you know what the manager in well, question developing may the gain manager from or getting... something. yeah 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 it, from it? certainly from a french perspective it does look as though twas hopes of staying in league 1 it's very much well maybe they will or maybe they won't but it'll certainly help the manager to have worked in league 1 for 6 months it it looks like that from the outside we're obviously not privy to why they did it but it was very odd at the time and it was an easy pick to tip twat for relegation after they were that 13th when he took over james yeah it's it's Uh, crazy well and 13th was overachievement based on the squad you know they've just gone they've gone downhill very very fast since then so yeah they've been the worst that's definitely the worst managerial appointment of the season it's been disastrous for Twa, who you know they've been a bit of a a yo-yo club anyway in recent years and under Bruno Irles they looked as though they were on course to certainly be competitive in the relegation battle and potentially stay in the division so backfired really really badly and in in terms of the pick on the game I, I totally agree with Steve on this I think Ren can win this very very comfortably so I was very tempted to back Ren minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap which is available at minus 121 with that pick you would only need Ren to win the game by two or more goals and you would get a profit so I certainly wouldn't put anybody off that in the end I've gone with over three goals which is available at minus 122. So if the game has exactly three goals, then you'll get your stakes back. And if the game goes on and has four or more goals, then you'll make a profit. And like Steve, I'm expecting a really, really open game here. Twa are virtually relegated anyway. They're 12 points from safety with four games to go. We we know they're down. And it's a great chance here for Wren to get three points as they fight to get into Europe. And also the stats so far this season would suggest this is going to be a high scoring match anyway, because 63% of all games involving these two sides so far have had three or more goals. Mm. So on that basis, you've got a very good chance at the very least of getting your stakes back. And it could, like Steve says, turns into turn into a pretty big win this for Ren. So I think with this pick over three goals, you can only lose if the game has two goals or one goal or no goals. I think the chances of that this weekend are fairly slim. We could see a high-scoring game, and most of those goals would be for Ren. I think. One thing I'll just say, um, yeah, I looked at the actual Trois shot statistics as well, and they have actually been having 50% accuracy themselves, so it's not impossible they'll score a goal here. That's why I went for the team total of Ren uh, rather than the um, the handicap, because uh, Trois have found a way to hit the back of the net recently. And... Um... 
Adil Rami continues to play for the team, despite a few weeks ago saying he was but essentially counting down the days until uh, Kiznovo was gone or his time at Tua was gone, essentially. A, a quick reminder of exactly what he said. Uh, this is from Get Football News France. When asked whether the Australian manager's instructions continue to be heard or followed within the squad, Rami shrugged and said, I'm asking myself this very question. I'm going to kick this one into touch because I have eight games left for this coach and if I can play the most minutes I can. Besides, I have less and less cramps. So it's not a good time. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, I think there's plenty on Twa, isn't it? Wow, we've really gone in on Twa there. Um, let's, we need to speed up a little bit here, boys, I'm afraid. We've got three more picks. How about this? We've got Montpellier-Lorient and Clermont-Lyon to get to. They, Lyon and Montpellier played out this unbelievable 5-4 with late VAR drama and a brilliant penalty from Lacazette in added time to win it. Amazing celebration scenes. So let's do these back-to-back. James, you do Lyon. And Steve, you do Montpellier, maybe try and tie the 5-4 into a little bit too. Yes. So Leon are playing away at Clermont this weekend. And I'm backing Leon here on the Asian handicap with a minus 0.75 goal start, which is available at minus 105. So in simple terms, if Leon win this game, then you're going to make a profit. It's it's a way of backing Leon to win the match but you get a little bit of extra value if they go on and win it by two or more goals, um, which they may or may not do. But I, I think there's a good chance here of Leon winning the game. And part of it is down to that incredible match last week where they found themselves 4-1 down at home to Montpellier, all appeared lost. And then they came back and won it 5-4. It was absolutely remarkable to watch. And Lacazette, obviously the star of the show, and the star of the season for Leon, those four goals he scored last week in that 5-4 win, take him up to 24 goals for the season. Lacazette has been an absolutely sensational signing for Leon, having returned there last uh, last summer. So that win for Leon, putting aside the drama of the game, was crucial because it keeps them in touch in the European race. And just as important as the fact that they got the three points was the fact that their rivals for a place in Europe lost lost ground. Well, we saw Lille lose last weekend and we saw Rennes lose as well. So Lyon go into this game in seventh place in the league, but they're only three points off fifth spot, which is the final European place. So Lyon have got everything to play for here. And I'm expecting a really upbeat performance from them uh, after what happened uh, last weekend. And they've got a huge game next weekend. They face Monaco next weekend. So they will want to get three points here against a beatable Claremont side in order to be in the best possible place for the final three weekends of the season. Now, I'm calling Claremont beatable. We we know they're just refusing to uh, lose matches at the moment. They drew last weekend against uh, Auxerre. They've now won five and drawn one of their last six matches, even though they're in mid-table with apparently nothing to play for. But I just simply do not believe that Claremont can continue to perform results-wise as well as they have done recently. So I do think they're going to dip. And I think this weekend is where that might happen because Claremont, they don't have anything to play for. They've had a great season. They're going to finish in mid-table, but they're facing a Leon side here who are super motivated and uh, yeah, as I say, upbeat after that incredible win last weekend. So that's why I'm backing uh, Leon here. And rather than backing them just to win the game, um, I've gone for a slightly bigger price. So it's Leon minus 0.75 on the Asian handicap, and it's available at minus 105. You know what? I nearly had exactly the same pick, 
but I thought I'd just let James go with this one this week and uh, <laughs> that I would mix it up. Because um, the only uh, half loser I had last week was Clermont denying me again this season. This team really um, have been a bit of a problem for me at times this season, I must say. Uh, it's, it's quite worrying how up for the fight they still are. They really should be just parked on a beach by now, but they um, they still seem up for it. I don't really understand why, but there you go. Um, I've, I, yeah, there's an interesting little same game parlay I looked at for the Leon game, by the way. How about this? Leon to win, Lacazette to score, and over one and a half Leon goals at plus 160. I reckon that is an interesting little suggestion that I think could go down well. Not an official pick, but for those who like to combine uh, something. Um, I'm going to move on to the Montpellier game now. Montpellier, Lorient, and it's a very straightforward pick. Over two and a half goals at minus 120. I mean, if you just look at the recent Montpellier matches, they're full of goals, so many overs. They've scored eight goals against Monaco and Lyon combined and only got three points. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Elie Var, he scored four goals last week and, and he's lost a game of football. I mean, what on earth? <laughs> it's out, absolutely outrageous. Imagine scoring four goals in a game <laughs> and, losing. and losing. It's like yeah. cricket scoring 300 and losing, isn't it, or something? But um, yeah, look, the, we know there's goals in Montpellier at the moment. And um, Lorient, I think the last two games for Lorient, we've seen the old Lorient return. 3-1 win against PSG, 2-1 against Brest. They're sort of freewheeling now. They can enjoy themselves. They're in mid-table. Um, and, and you often see teams towards the end of the season, either they just sort of switch off and don't care, or they just have a really good time and score loads of goals. And I think Lorient are in that camp now. They're going to come here. They'll attack. Montpellier will be disappointed after last week, but realistically, they, they're they near enough safe. I think one, I mean, they're not, I don't think anyone's going to, um, be in 17th place and, and have 43 points. So they're all right, I think. Um, this should be a nice, a nice entertaining game of football. Good watch with plenty of goals in it. Both teams capable of scoring, but also you can't really trust either defence, can you, right now? So I, I was surprised the goal line of over two and a half at minus 120. So I uh, had to get stuck in there. Okay, uh, one final pick and Steve Wiss, it's with you. What have you got? Yeah, really boring pick again. It seems like every single week I'm on this. Uh, it is in the Strasbourg against Nice game. And uh, guess what it is? It's Strasbourg fouls yet again. Over 11.5 Strasbourg fouls here is the pick at minus 114. If you listen to this show close to the weekend, I reckon this fouls line will have moved probably to 12.5 or 13.5. No, but I would still get on it because... Since Antonetti took over at uh, Strasbourg, they've never had less than 13,000 a game. So um, it it's pretty obvious his style. We know that he likes the team to get stuck in and um, they're very uh, quite an aggressive side. Uh, last week, they really, what I really liked about non uh, Strasbourg last week is they, uh, they took the ball by the horns against Nantes, won that game. And um, we're going to see the same again here against Nice. I think they're going to take this advantage, um, the chance to take another three points and doing it in his style, which is very physical and aggressive style. If you can't get on the fouls, you could also look at the Strasbourg cards over one and a half cards at plus 108. Uh, and if you can't get on that, then you could also take Strasbourg, most cards maybe at plus 180, because they tend to rack up quite a few cards under Antonetti as well. I, I know the fouls market is quite specific to to books like Bet Rivers. Yeah, you know, it's a Bet Rivers show. Um, but 11 and a half fouls is way too low, way too low a line for Strasbourg. I'd be amazed if that doesn't cover. Um, I expect the line to go up during the week, like I said. But I would take anything uh, up to over 13 and a half fouls here. So if you're listening, then still get on there because, like I say, 
this team rack up an awful lot of fouls since Frederick Antonetti took over. So uh, it's a pretty obvious one. I keep, I'm like a, you know, revolving record, aren't I, each week with Strasbourg fouls, but it keeps cashing. So uh, keep getting on. One of the great joys of watching League One matches uh, recently, since Steve started to pick up on the uh, Strasbourg fouls count, is just to put the Strasbourg game on and watch the fouls come in. It's absolutely incredible. Last weekend against uh, Nantes from the kickoff, it was feisty. So it's a it's a tremendous trend, this, and it shows the importance of the manager because the uh, fouls count, as Steve says, since Antonetti took over at uh, Strasbourg has gone up. It's been a great, it's been a really strong trend for us in the last sort of month or so. Okay, boys, great work as always. We'll be back for round 32. Steve, great to have your company. Absolutely brilliant to be here, Rob. And James, great to see you too. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, we'll be back for the next round. A reminder to follow the guys and all the experts on the network at Because We Win on Twitter. There's an Instagram page as well, too, so look out for that. And all the prices are available at the Bet Rivers website. We'll be back in a week's time. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.